Get thee out of thy country, and from thy kindred, and from thy father's house, unto a land that I will show thee. And I will make of thee a great nation, and I will bless thee, and make thy name great, and thou shalt be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee, and curse them that curseth thee, and in thee shall all the families of the earth be blessed. So Abraham departed, Abram, sorry, so Abram departed as the Lord had spoken unto him, and Lot went with him. And Abram was seventy and five years old when he departed out of Haran. Now turn over to Hebrews chapter 11, and we're going to read verse 8 through verse 10. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 8 through verse 10. By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should afterward receive for an inheritance, obeyed. And he went out, not knowing whither he went. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise, as in a strange country, dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. For he looked for a city which hath foundations, whose builder and maker is God. I want to preach to you this morning, looking for a city. Looking for a city. I think this is unusual for me to have three sermons in a row in a church that's not in Ghana, West Africa. And so I think I'm going to preach those three sermons, a mini-series on looking for a city. So underneath looking for a city, this one, we're going to call it the eyes of faith. The eyes of faith. Let's pray. Father in heaven, your name is holy. You are holy. And Father, we have no ability to understand you or your word without the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, we have natural eyes. We have natural ears. But we pray this morning, Father, that as sons of God, you would give us ears to hear and eyes to see. Father, help us to look at that which is eternal and not at that which is temporal. Give us the faith of our spiritual father, Abraham that we might have eyes of faith. Father, I don't believe that you are a respecter of persons. Father, I know that you can do the same for us as you did for Abraham. I pray today, Father, that you would give us those eyes. I bind Satan in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind the spirit of pride, the spirit of self-sufficiency. Father, I pray that you would bind my tongue, that I would say only that which you would want me to say. And Father, I pray that your spirit would speak to us now this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Abraham, the father of many nations. Abraham was the one whom God gave the promise that I will give you a son, and through that son, all the nations 
of the earth would be blessed. Of course, we know the prophecy of the promise of the son Isaac, but ultimately that through Abraham and his seed would come Jesus Christ. And through Jesus Christ, you and I and all nations of the world indeed today have the opportunity to be blessed through Jesus Christ. Abraham was the father, uh, Galatians tells us, of all them that believe. Abraham was the mighty man who took and armed his servants and pursued after five kings and defeated them. Abraham has the title that all of us should desire to have, the friend of God. Abraham was rich in God's blessings. Abraham had eyes of faith. For Abraham looked for a city that was not made by man. You and I can have what Abraham had. Our children can enjoy what Isaac enjoyed. Our grandchildren can enjoy what Jacob and Esau enjoyed. And our great grandchildren can enjoy what the 12 sons of Isaac, the 12 sons of Jacob enjoyed. The blessing of Almighty God. I remember when I went to Congo in 2002 to the Democratic Republic of the Congo. I remember in my mind I can still see some things that I saw as they were in a civil war and because of the rebels, millions, thousands, hundreds of thousands, if not millions of people were fleeing to the capital city to find refuge. The overcrowding of the people created much chaos and much distress. I remember seeing the little girl whose arm was falling off because of infection. She could crawl and only crawl, and she had somehow crawled and fallen into a fire. And nobody was able to take her to the doctor and get her help. I remember the lady who held her 11-year-old child, who was a rack of bones, who was dying of AIDS. I remember her begging my wife and I, please do something for my child. I remember my wife trying not to vomit at many of the things that we saw, the, the atrocities that we saw. I remember coming back from that trip shaken. Almost, Brother Bob, bitter at God. Not because of anything that happened to me. But I began to say, God, what did I do to deserve to be born in America, to a preacher's home, to a home of love and care. I did nothing. And yet, what did those children do to deserve to grow up in that place with that kind of living? And I began to feel like something's not right and fair. As I was reading my Bible the, the year following, God revealed to me, you're right, you did nothing. But your father and fathers before him made some choices that determined right. the destiny of their children. Right. I say to you today that our children 
and the future of America doesn't rely on politics and it doesn't rely in what we can do except for that we find the blessings of Almighty Amen. God. Amen. Looking for a city. Amen. What, what does it look like? How do we have eyes to see a city that is not made by man? Number one this morning, I want to say to you that the eyes of faith obey God's calling. Amen. The eyes of faith obey God's calling. In verse 8 of, of Hebrews chapter 11 that we just read, it says, By faith Abraham, when he was called to go out into a place which he should after receive, af which he should after receive for an inheritance, obeyed, and he went out not knowing whither he went. God came to Abraham, and God said to Abraham, Abraham, I have something I want you to do. I think we often misunderstand and we look at the Bible, we look at our own lives, we look at great men of the Bible, and we think that God chose somebody and said, this is what I want for this person, and I'm, I'm going to do something for this person. But my friend, the truth is, is that Abraham was part of the redemption of mankind because through Abraham, God wanted to send his son, Jesus Christ. He did not have a specific plan, I believe, for Abraham, but he had a plan of redemption, and he looked for a man that would be obedient to follow the plan. And you and I, also God wants us involved in the plan of the redemption of mankind. And God comes to us and calls us to be a part of that, that plan. And it's up to you and I to decide, will we be a part of the plan of the redemption of man? God called and Abraham obeyed. But I want us to see this morning that Abraham did not obey because he understood where he was going. He did not obey because he stood what was going to happen. He did not obey because he saw the fulfillment of the promise, but rather he obeyed through eyes of faith. The Bible says he went out into that place which he should receive after receive for an inheritance. God made the promise, but it was a long time before that promise was fulfilled. And the eyes of faith have to say, God, if you have a calling for me, and you have a place that I can be involved in the redemption of, the, of mankind, I will not worry about where, you're, where I'm going, how I'm going to live, what I'm going to do, but rather I will listen to your voice and I will step out and say, guide me. O thou great Jehovah. The eyes of faith. The eyes of faith went to a strange land. A strange land. I think as I prepared this message, I could not help but constantly be remembering Josh and his family today. Who, when God came and called and said, I want you to be involved in the plan of the redemption of man, said, God, where is it and what do you want us to do? 
No promise of anything. No promise of finances. No promise of housing. No promise of, of, of needs being met. No promise of anything. But rather said, God, I will choose to heed your calling. And afterwards, I will take whatever it is that you have for me. The eyes of faith knows that the inheritance will come after obedience. The inheritance comes after obedience and the direction comes after obedience. Notice that Abraham did not even know the direction he was going until after he obeyed. It wasn't like God said to Abraham, Abraham, I want you to go to this city. And in this city, I'm going to do something. I want you to go to this place. He said, Abraham, I want you to go. And Abraham said, I'll go. And he said that I'm going to show you the place that you're going to go. Not now, but you'll see it. When God gives us a calling, it is imperative that he not give us every detail of the calling lest we walk by sight yeah, that's right. instead of faith. Amen. We as Christians, as believers, as child of God, we, we, it's somehow we can, we can put our faith in an eternal life that's in the future, but we, all, we and I, I agree, have such a hard time day by day putting my faith for today. Right. Eyes of faith obey God's calling. They understand the inheritance comes after obedience. They understand the direction comes after obedience. Number two, the eyes of faith focus not on the temporal dwelling. The eyes of faith focus not on the temporal dwelling. Look at chapter 11 and verse 9. By faith he sojourned in the land of promise as in a strange country. Dwelling in tabernacles with Isaac and Jacob, the heirs with him of the same promise. When God gives us a calling that's part of the plan of the redemption of man, often we are going to be in a strange place. I often marveled at going in Bible college, in Bible college, or as I traveled around the country on deputation, or as I go to churches here and there and now. I often marvel that so often the preachers who are in the north are from the south, and the preachers that are in the south are so often from the north, and the preachers that are in the east are so often from the west, and the preachers in the west are so often from the east. And I think, God, why, why, God, why do you put people there that don't understand the people, don't understand the culture, can't speak the language, amen? <laughs> why? So often God takes us from what is comfortable and normal to us and puts us in a strange place so that we will have to live by faith. We can't rely upon our wisdom, our knowledge, our experience, but rather day by day we go to Almighty God and we get on our face and say, God, I don't know this place. I don't know these people. I don't know this heat. God, please help me. I just went up to Michigan for a week, went camping for a couple days with some, a lot of young men from my father's church. You know what? One night it was like 39 degrees. 
Man, we had a fire built up. We didn't want to go to bed. It was too cold. We were all sitting by the fire. Grant literally fell asleep in the chair like this in front of the fire. Had to wake him up, send him to bed. It was cold. Man, it's not cold down here. You know what? Thank God for a good AC. Amen? I, did not, I had no idea how hot it was down here until I got out of the car at my father-in-law's house, and I opened the door, and I said, oh, man, it's hot. <laughs> That's how God often does. You know, it's a, a preacher's here now, and he grew up in Memphis, but, you know, God took him to a strange land for a long time. Isn't that interesting? I'm not saying that always happens, but it often does. And we must have eyes of faith to not focus on our temporal dwelling. You know, it saddens me that so many in this world, for a humanitarian purpose, will be willing to go to strange lands. But we, who are the sons of the king, with the authority and power of the king. Don't want to venture out to the other side of the street. The eyes of faith are not focused on our temporal dwelling. The Bible says here that Abraham dwelt in tabernacles. In other words, he didn't have a set place. He did not have a place where he built up and was able to spend all of his years making it nicer and nicer and, and, and preparing it for his children. But rather, he moved often. And when God said, go here, he went here. And when God said, go there, he went there. And of course, we also find out there were times where his faith lacked and he wavered in his faith and he went into Egypt for a time and dwelt in Egypt. And we all know the ramifications. I think all of us know the ramifications of that, that many of the Problems in the world today are the result of Abraham going back into Egypt because he didn't see the promise of God. And he lost the blessings of God. I'm sorry, he didn't lose the blessing of God. He didn't lose the promise of God in Egypt, but he lost the blessing of God in Egypt. In other words, all that God had done for him he came out empty. But Abraham dwelt in Tabernacle. His focus was not on this world. What is our focus? Are we looking for that city? I'm here to tell you that we all battle this greatly in America. It's a battle. It's a spirit of greed that pervades our country. We want to focus on this life. Abraham, the great patriarch. We can say, I want to to be a father of a nation like Abraham. I want my children and great-grandchildren and great-grandchildren and great-great-grandchildren to be blessed. And I want them to have the blessings. And I want for God to say of my children, "If if, if they curse you, I will curse them. If they bless them, I will bless them. But my friend, are we willing to do as Abraham and not focus on this temporal dwelling? Abraham had children of promise that dwelt with him in that strange land. Number three, the eyes of faith are looking for a future city. The eyes of faith 
are looking for a future. Number one, the eyes of faith obey God's calling. Number two, the eyes of faith are not focused on the temporal dwelling. Number three, the eyes of faith are looking for a future city. We see in chapter 11 of Hebrews uh, chapter 11, we see in verse 10 that he says, For, for, the Bible talks about he was called and he went out not knowing where he would call. He knew that afterwards would come the promise. He sojourned in a strange land. He dwelt in tabernacles with his children. Why? For the reason that Abraham was willing to do all these things. For he looked for a city which hath foundations. He looked for a city which hath foundations. I looked up the word foundations and of course it meant something upon which something is built. And it also gave us the idea of an institution or a system of truth. You know what Abraham was looking for? He was looking for a city that was built upon truth. He was looking for a city that the foundations would never tremor. He was looking for a city that would never be taken over by an earthquake or a tornado or a flood or a war. He was looking for something that lasted much longer in the tabernacle he was living in. He looked for a city. I thought it interesting that God uses the word looked. Because Abraham could not humanly see that city. When we think of looked, we think Abraham went out in those places where he sojourned. And the whole time he's going, he's looking around saying, I'm looking for that city. Where is that city? I don't see it. But my friend Abraham was not looking with these human, carnal, fleshly eyes. He was looking with spiritual eyes, with eyes of faith to say, Someday, somewhere, I'm going to be in all for all of eternity. And I want to find that city whose foundations are truth and honesty and justice and integrity looking for a city. I think Abraham, if he was born in our day, would say, as a songwriter said, my hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly lean on Jesus' name. On Christ the solid rock I stand. All other ground is sinking sand. All other ground is sinking Amen. sand. You and I know being a part of this world. And so often what we look for and we follow after ends up being sinking sand. But the foundations of the city are strong and true. Abraham looked for a city whose builder and maker is God. The only way Abraham could do that was through the eyes of faith. 
You know what Abraham saw? I think we can see in the scripture what Abraham saw. Turn with me to Revelation chapter 3. Revelation chapter 3 and verse 12. Him that overcometh, if we compare that with 1 John chapter 5, we find out that that means to have faith in Jesus Christ. Him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God, and he shall go no more out. And I will write upon him the name of my God, and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem which cometh down out of heaven from my God, and I will write upon him my new name. What did Abraham see? What was the city that Abraham was looking for? It said he looked for a city whose had foundations, whose builder and maker was God. I believe with all of my heart, through faith, Abraham was a friend of God and knew that God, even though Revelation wasn't written yet on earth, it was written in heaven. Amen. And God had revealed to Abraham, I have a city that endures, it has foundations, and I have made it, and you can have a part in it if you look for the city of God. Turn to Revelations chapter 21 and verse 2. Revelations chapter 21 and verse 2. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. I want us to skip over, and I want us to look. Let's skip over to verse 10. I'm sorry, verse, yeah, verse 10. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great and high mountain and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem, descending out of heaven from God, having the glory of God, and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. And had a wall great and high and had 12 gates and the gates 12 angels and names written thereon, which are the names of the 12 tribes of the children of Israel. You know that city that Abraham was looking for? The name of his grandchildren are written on the gates of that city. Somehow I believe that Abraham doesn't mind dwelling in the tabernacle anymore. Somehow those years of tabernacle dwelling when I'm sure he wanted a fixed place, I somehow believe that that doesn't matter to Abraham anymore for his grandchildren's names are written on the gates of the city of God. What about our children? What about our grandchildren? Physical and spiritual children and grandchildren. I want us to look. We'll skip ahead. We have a little bit of time. Let's read it. Verse 13. And on the east, three gates. On the north, three gates. On the south, three gates. On the west, three gates. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations. And in them, the names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. 
You know, Abraham didn't just look for a city that would be the future dwelling of his grandchildren, but that would be the place that his spiritual grandchildren, the 12 apostles, their names would be written on the foundation of that city. The foundation. You know that I didn't write it down, but if we took time today that we can find that the New Testament says of the church that they are built on the foundation of the apostles and the prophets. We today are a part of the city that Abraham was looking for. Jesus said, if you overcome, I'll put you in that city. Abraham looked for a city. I ask us today, what are we looking for? Are we looking through the eyes of this world? Are we looking to be successful in the eyes of this world? Are we looking to have the things in this world that everybody thinks is what is, is valuable? Or are we willing to hear a calling and be called to be a part of the redemption of man? Because we're looking for a city that can't be seen with human eyes. But it can be seen through the eyes of faith. And where our children and our grandchildren, no matter what they have in this world, will have a city whose builder and maker is God. Who have a future of the blessings of God because of our choice to look through the eyes of faith. We won't turn there, but we'll talk about it tonight, God willing. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. Look not at the things that are seen, but at the things that are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. I'm paraphrasing here. But the things that are not seen are eternal. What are we looking? Tonight I want to, God willing, I'll preach on what the eyes of faith see. What the eyes of faith see. But I, tonight, I, today I want us to ask ourselves, all of us, what am I looking for? What eyes am I looking with? Am I looking through the eyes of this world or am I looking through the eyes of faith? Looking for that city whose builder and maker is God. You know, often in Ghana, we would be sitting there in the evening time. It gets dark year-round, six to six. I mean, it may, it may vary like a half hour or something, but year-round, year round it's six to six. So in the evening times, we're, in, we're, we're inside. We're fellowshipping. We're, if we're not in the village for our services, we're, we're in the house fellowshipping, my family and I. 
And so often in the evening time we're fellowshipping, we're preparing to go to bed or such, we always have the fans going high because it's hot, no air conditioning in the house. I mean, there, there's, there's, a, there's one room that had air conditioning and the main house, we had no air conditioning. The fans are going like crazy, but not just to, for the coolness, but because of the noise. It was very, very noisy. And so we had the fans on high, kind of shut everything else out, and we could kind of fellowship together. But so often, as we were fellowshipping, all of a sudden, it'd be like, whoosh. And you could hear everybody in the village go, ah, because the power just went out. There was no light. There was no fans. There was no coolness anymore. We knew it was going to be a noisy, hot night. We kept reading in Revelations. We'd find out the Bible says, He is the light of the city. Don't you want to see Him today? I have a feeling that Abraham was looking for a city because he knew that in that city the Lamb would be the light. The songwriter said, oh, I want to see him. Look upon his face. There to sing forever of his saving grace. On the streets of glory let me lift my voice. Cares all pass home at last, ever to rejoice. This world is not my home. Amen. I'm just passing through. Amen. My treasures are laid up somewhere beyond the blue. The angels beckon me from heaven's open door, and I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Are we looking for that city through the eyes of faith? I wonder this morning if you are here and you've never understood that salvation is through Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. We read in Revelations chapter 3, to him that overcometh. 1 John chapter 5, verse 1, 1 John chapter 5, verse 4 tells us that he that overcometh is he that has faith in the Son of God. If you want to be a part of that kingdom, if you would like a city that is unlike any other city, whose builder and maker is God, who the Lamb is the light, where there's justice for all, where there's no human error, come to Jesus Christ today. And you can be a part of that future city. But it's by faith alone in Jesus Christ. For without faith, it is impossible to please God. Would you come to Jesus today? Come to him for salvation or come to him and say, Jesus, give me eyes of faith to see the city whose builder and maker is God. Let's all stand with our heads bowed and eyes closed.
as the piano plays. If God's spoken to your heart, you come. If you'd like to come for salvation, you don't know, not sure if you died that you'd go to heaven. You want to make that sure. Come and talk with one of these gentlemen at the front. Let them show you from the Bible how you can have eternal life through Jesus Christ. If you're here this morning, you already know Jesus Christ. Would you come and say, God, give me eyes of faith to see the city as a piano plays. dismissed Lord Lord we do thank you uh, for the word this morning Lord thank you for a challenge to my heart Lord thank you for that Lord thank you for 